Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rooted, the Home and Garden Podcast. I'm your host, Viviana del Manzano, coming to you from sunny and tropical San Juan, Puerto Rico. Well, not so sunny in the past couple of days. It's been very, very rainy, so rainy that I had a bit of a flood in my garden, but now everything is back to normal. So sometimes us gardeners can be a little bit irresponsible with what we're doing and what we're throwing out into the soil. And so I was inspired to make this podcast about these three garden habits that I am determined to break and I am determined that other gardeners break with me. So the first one is chemical fertilizers. I am 100% against chemical fertilizers. So here's my rule of thumb when it comes to chemical fertilizers. If it's blue, it's probably a chemical and it's probably terrible, terrible, terrible for the environment. So a chemical fertilizer will make everything abundant right at the moment. It's right what the plant needs. But here's the deal. When you put in a chemical fertilizer into your plants, you are leaching these chemicals into your soil. So you would think that leaching chemicals that are productive to plants would be a positive thing to your soil. No, it's actually not. Because as you are leaching these chemicals into your soil, you are also killing off the good bacteria that lives in the soil. Soil is actually living. It is a living, breathing being. There is microbes, minerals, there is earthworms, everything that you can imagine is underneath the soil. There is so much more than you can ever imagine living underneath our plants. And so when you fertilize with chemical fertilizers, you are killing off everything that's good about the soil. And so maybe immediately the effects are positive. But in the long run, you'll need that chemical fertilizer constantly in order to get an abundance in flowers or an abundant harvest because you killed off your own soil. And that is something that we must never, never, ever do. The second garden habit to break is buying bagged soil and this is something I still do and I'm so sorry that I do this and I really really want to break this habit. So here's the deal. I do not like plastic. I am one of those people who try to reduce their waste and hopefully one day I'll be almost zero waste. And so one of the habits that I have that I really really need to break in the garden is buying bagged soil and particularly bad bagged soil. I'm particularly guilty of this when it comes to buying potting soil instead of making my own, which would be, you know, the ideal. So the bagged soil that I buy is, oh God, miracle Grow. Oh God, I know, I know. So this company is absolutely horrendous. It, it's bagged soil, comes with chemical fertilizers, of course, and it is a big supporter of Monsanto, which we will talk more about later. And so... I asked myself, why am I supporting this company that legitimately wants to support GMOs and legitimately wants to support insecticides, herbicides, pesticides, and all of the above that Monsanto creates? So I'm making a habit of trying to make my own soil. And when you try to make your own soil, you're buying anyway bad stuff anyway so it's it's very hard for me to find a solution for the potting soil because i you know i already have compost from my garden however there isn't a way i can get perlite for example without bags or or cocoa core without a bag 
So I'm trying to find a solution to this. And obviously another solution is to buying from a better company, right? And at least you don't have the chemical part in if you buy from a company such as Espoma. But you also have the plastic to deal with. And those are repercussions that we'll be facing on the earth for millions of years after that. So this bag that I opened up, that I used for my harvest, that I used to make the planet pretty, will eventually never rot. It'll never decompose. It'll just be there thousands of years just because I wanted bagged soil at the moment. So I want you to think about that whenever you buy a bagged soil think about the fact that that bag will live on after you open it up after you pour it after you use it and right now it's a necessary thing but eventually we'll be able to find a solution i know we will the third garden habit to break is actually a biggie it is the use of insecticides pesticides and herbicides i know i know i know so Many of you are going to tell me, but hey, I can't garden if I don't use an insecticide, if I don't use a pesticide. You know, they eat my plants, they'll eat my harvest. But there are organic solutions, such as the use of neem oil. And honestly, herbicides, you don't need herbicides. You can hand pull weeds. Trust me, you can hand pull weeds. So I too used to use herbicides in my garden, and I used to use... Uh, Roundup. Oh God, I know, I know, I know. I used to use Roundup in my first garden ever. I used to drown it in Roundup and then I would eat from it. I would eat the things that I would spray it around. I had sprayed around and that's absolutely abhorrent of me that I used to do that. Now I think back and I'm like, oh my God, those are chemicals that are so strong. I could have gotten cancer. I could have something, you know, I could have eaten something awful. So I broke up with Roundup a very long time ago. Well, it's not that long ago, maybe like four years ago, I broke up with Roundup. I decided not to use it anymore because of the fact that one, that it was linked to cancer. And two, that it wasn't actually doing anything in my garden. I would spray and spray and spray and still would have to hand pull the weeds anyway. So now I just hand pull what I can. Sometimes I just let the weeds run wild, you know, because whatever. And the most amazing way to suppress weeds, in my opinion, is number one, to lay down cardboard over your soil and cover it with mulch. And number two is to plant densely. If you plant densely, lots of flowers, lots of pretty things, you will eventually avoid weeds because they will be suppressed. They will not get any sunlight, so they will not grow. So I actually want to tell you a little bit about the company that makes Roundup, which is Monsanto. Here's something I found out that I was shocked at first, and then I was like, huh, that's actually like that kind of makes sense. And it's the fact that Monsanto was one of the makers of Agent Orange. Agent Orange, if you don't know what that is, that is the herbicide sprayed all over Vietnam during the Vietnam War. It was the orange spray that you can, you can see documentaries of it being sprayed. And this chemical was invented um, by the US government using two herbicides and they combined them together and to make this one potent, super evil, awful herbicide. 
And one of those herbicides, which I actually have to look up the name of, is still used in food grown today. And it's awful to think about the fact that one of the ingredients of Agent Orange is still used in major growing food empires today. Like you legitimately could go to the supermarket and get something that is half Agent Orange and it's awful. So Agent Orange was this herbicide sprayed all over Vietnam. And the idea, the goal was that the US government found it so difficult to battle in Vietnam because of the vegetation. So what they did was spray this all over Vietnam so that they could have more visibility in Vietnam. And the second part to that was that they wanted to ruin farmers' harvest so that the population would suffer and that they would be weaker and so the U.S. could win the war. So Monsanto admits that they were one of the producers of Agent Orange and they say, well, that was part of what the past company used to do, but now we're the new company of Monsanto and we don't do that anymore. But actually, they do. So here's the thing. When you use insecticides, pesticides, and herbicides in your garden, you are again leaching all of these chemicals into your soil. There are probably underground water reservoirs underneath your soil, believe it or not. So you are also leaching these chemicals into your water systems. If an animal or bird or anything eats anything from your garden, they will probably either die or be leached with these chemicals, which could in some way or another end up in your food anyway. And we're also eating these vegetables doused in these pesticides, chemicals, and herbicides. And that's actually the problem with GMO, by the way. The problem with GMO is not the fact that it is genetically modified, but that is genetically modified to resist insecticides, pesticides, and herbicides. So that when we consume these vegetables, it doesn't harm them, but it does harm us. See where I'm going with this? So when you add these chemicals, these awful things into your garden, you're actually poisoning yourself. And then we ask ourselves, hey, why is there so many cases of cancer now? What's going on with the environment? Why is climate change happening? Well, it's happening because we are putting chemicals into our gardens, into our water systems, into our meat, into our vegetables, into our oceans. And then on top of that, we're topping that off with plastics in the ocean, plastics that never decompose, landfills full, full to the brim of plastic. So these are garden habits that we must break, that we must turn in order to make our society better, make our gardening more efficient, make it better for ourselves in the future so that we're not poisoning our family, so that we're not poisoning our environment, so that we're not poisoning the birds and the bees and the beautiful things that we love about Earth. I hope, I really hope that this podcast helped you and that you enjoyed listening to my beautiful voice. <laughs> I'm kidding. If you like this podcast and you want to hear more, please subscribe, leave a review. You can also follow me on Instagram at RootedPR. That is at RootedPR. And I also post a lot of videos and pictures about my garden. So please follow and like me on Instagram. And I hope you have an excellent day. Thank you for listening. <laughs>